93.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar pills are coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Lorenzo Alexander is joining us. He's not in studio today, though. Zoe, you're, in fact, on the other side of the country, aren't you? Yes, sir. And I'm actually one of the reasons why I'm not, you know, uh, as happy as about today. Because I, I normally love my time with you and Wolf just kind of hanging out in the studio talking ball. And so not only am I on the other side of the country, not only am I only got... Uh, I'm not in studio with you guys. I only got like 30 minutes to talk to you guys today when normally we have an hour. So, um, but other than that, man, life is good. I'm actually in New York working with uh, the Ledger's community. I'm going to be a coordinator working with former players as well as current players too because all current players become former players at some point in their life. Um, so uh, really had had a good week of training and, and learning about the program and so we can impact people's lives. And nice. once again, I just want to say this quickly. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you and the NFLPA for not forgetting about the guys that came before you, man. Really appreciate that. Yeah, always. Uh, all right, Zoe, let's uh, let's look at this Cardinals week since, like you said, we, we got you for a little bit less time today, and they are going to take on Seattle on Sunday and then the quick turnaround to face the uh, New Orleans Saints at home on Thursday. Obviously, New Orleans plays this weekend, too. They get Cincinnati, so it's not like there's any sort of advantage for them. But in your experience, the Thursday night football game, I'm assuming, is not something that the players love. I've never talked to a player that was like, yeah, Thursday night game, awesome. <laughs> The only the only good Thursday night game is is the first one of the year. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, uh, it's just it's really hard. And obviously, the older you are in this league, depending on how much you play and your wear and tear and your position, it just becomes gruesome. Uh, the the later in the year uh, that you're scheduled to play on Thursday night, and so I always loved it when it was early. Uh, but the, you know, the, the best way to prepare is really as soon as the game is over. You know. Obviously, you would love to be able to just blow out a team and sit people down, kind of like what the Bills did over the weekend. If you got some guys with some nicks and bruises on your team, so they can start getting ready as soon as the game is, you know, pretty much in hand. But obviously, that won't be the case uh, for most games. And so, as soon as the game is over, you run into the into the into the training room and really jump in the ice tub. That was something that I learned. Um, you know, probably midway through, that was just a significant benefit to me starting the healing process of right away so I can get back. And then most coaches do a pretty good job these days of it's all walkthroughs, a lot of mental work because you got to have your legs to be fresh. And then you just keep it simple. I think that's also the number two from a coaching perspective. Mm. Keep the game plan simple. You can't put in a whole different checks and things uh, because you don't have the time to rep them to be completely comfortable. So, you know, um, I think those are the the three main things, you know, keep it simple as far as the physicality, keep it simple when we talk about um, uh, the schematics uh, of the game plan. And then probably most importantly, start that uh, recovery process as soon as you walk off the field uh, after the game on Sunday. So do you think Thursday night football at some point might go away? 
No, never. No. Uh, as long as it's a, it's a monetary benefit connected to it, I don't ever see it going away unless we, for some reason, see a significant um, uh, injury uptick, you know, consistently over probably a couple of years to where then it doesn't make sense because then you don't have the best individuals out there playing um, what people want to see. But it's just so much money attached to it. You know, it's a package that people pay into that I don't, I don't think it will ever truly go away unless they can find a different way to make that up from a financial standpoint. So how, so how much of an advantage is it, you know, all things considered, to at least be the home team on Thursday night? The Cardinals are not home this week, but they'll come back from yeah. Seattle and at least be here, whereas New Orleans will have to travel on the short week. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, you know, young guys, man, they 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 pop up and pop down like it's nothing. So I don't, you know, I don't know how much is going to impact them. Um, obviously, uh, on that that Wednesday, it's a lot shorter uh, um, time frame as far as the practice. Obviously, get your stuff ready for the for the flight after, so you may not have time to go home, and so you may feel a little bit more rushed on that Wednesday because typically teams still have like a, a regular work day somewhat kind of abbreviated um, and then jump on a plane again. Anytime you have to get on a plane, the swelling, being tight, especially for those big old linemen, uh, you know, depending on what type of plane you have, it's just it's just uncomfortable. I mean, just think about people, just general population. People don't like flying. Everybody's trying to get to that aisle space, right? We've all had that time. You know, I've been 6'4", and then get to that aisle space, and you got somebody that's 5'6", sitting in it, like, man, you don't need this space. <laughs> and so that's that's what it's like for those big old linemen. There's no good spot on the airplane uh, for them to sit. And so those guys normally suffer a little bit more than the, than the rest of us. Um, but, again, it's, it's definitely better to be at home, be in your bed, uh, again, because it's all about recovery, rest and recovery. And who, who's going to feel the best, who's going to be playing the fastest, right? It's almost like the first couple of games of the season where you're really working on or counting on your fundamentals and just how fast you're playing to, 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 to gain the advantage in the game. You know, one of the things I love about you is, and I've talked to you about this before, is you are the ultimate bridge player. You really are. You, you are the bridge between the old and the new in the National mm-hmm. Football League. You're 15 years um, and what's so amazing, when you first came into the league, you would practice harder, not smarter, right? Oh, when, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm saying now all of a sudden, you know, you've got Cliff Kingsbury coming out saying we're going to practice smarter, not harder. <laughs> and when right. you're going to play two games in five, I, did you feel more prepared either way? Harder, not smarter, or smarter, not harder? Well, I think it's really a testament to the you know our culture overall, right? And I think the best thing is a blend of the two. You know, you always talk about the blending of the old and the new. And so, I'm not a you know old school Joe Gibbs guy where we don't practice uh, live drills on Friday, uh, week 17. That's not that's not my thing, right? But I'm also not a let's walk through everything. Everybody gets an off day. Um, right. uh, in the season, right? And so I think there's a blend of it. You know, certain guys get certain privileges based on their, their age, their production, and their injuries, where other guys need to work and make sure that you're out there. Um, and just because you play six or seven years doesn't mean you get the benefit of, like, a J.J. Watt, a guy that's been in the league, you know, double-digit years. And so I think uh, a team has to take a, an intentional approach about it and really see what they need because I think, you know, analytics is, is you know, it, it's it, – it's great to be smart, but I also think you need a, a measure of toughness to you that you only get when you practice 
yes. uh, with the pads on, especially, you know, like inside run. And so, you know, a, a great point to, you know, that blend is I've been on teams where coaches would do a, a physical inside run, you know, especially as the season got later on, and then take the pads off yep. after that. And it became more of a where's your being in the right position, making the right calls, right? It's not as physical in the body as far as shoulders and having to use your hands and jack guys up. But there's nothing like fitting up inside run um, at almost full go um, because you can't duplicate that, you know, if you're just walking through it. Um, and so I think you need a blend to your point of, of both in order to be the most successful. And that thing, and it's always shifting. You know, I don't think you need to be one or the other, but you have to figure out, you know, where your team is based on how the season's going, how guys are playing, how healthy we are. You know, where do we right. see ourselves? And so you always have to be intentional. You just can't say, this is who I am, and then just roll out there where things could shift very quickly, you know, in a season, as you're familiar with, Wolf. All right, we're going to hit the break here because I know when we come back, this is a topic I want to get, Lorenzo. I've wanted Lorenzo's <laughs> thoughts on this for a while. The roughing the passer call in the NFL. Zoe will give you the uh, the perspective of a defensive player, and hopefully he can answer the question that we all have of what is a defensive player supposed to even do at this point. That's next. The lowdown continues. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Arizona Sports. Like this. Lorenzo Alexander, 15-year NFL veteran. And he is going to get sacked. Lorenzo Alexander, the former Cardinal. The Lowdown with Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. All right, we got Zoe with us here for the Lowdown, and we're going to get into this whole roughing the passer dilemma that the league is facing. I want to play this clip, though, from Buda Baker yesterday to get us started off. There's a lot of uh, discussion, but at the end of the day, you know, we kind of try to talk, uh, you know, get that elbow, um, because as you guys can see, you know, there's a lot of uh, different calls that could have gone either way. So for us, we're, we're talking on kind of attacking that elbow, and, uh, you know, a strip, uh, strip sack is still sack. You know, as long as you get the ball out, it's still sack. So, um, you know, definitely that situation with uh, um, those guys in the past where that guy got a, a, a strip and, you know, he had the ball and, yeah, he fell on top of QB, but he still had the ball. So it was definitely uh, questionable. But, you know, at the end of the day, we got we to gotta play the game and we just got to, you know, let, let the refs handle everything else. We just got to play the game. And he also added this. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you sneeze, you might get a penalty as well. So you never know. <laughs> So don't sneeze. So, uh, look, I, I obviously never played uh, linebacker, defensive lineman, anything in the NFL, but it, this is <laughs> watching this. It's ridiculous. I don't understand what you guys are supposed to do. Your uh, main objective yeah, is to I don't, hit the I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, adapt, and I don't know what adapting means in this in this, in this this situation. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Push him over, but I saw Matt Milano get called for that. Uh, I, I, I really don't know, and guys don't know either, and so – what you really have to do as a player is control what you can control. And so you both those hits were clean. Both those tackles were clean. And so you just have to continue to play football and allow – and the refs are going to make the calls. But there's nothing that you can do. And I remember I actually had something very similar that happened to me playing Atlanta back in the day. And I actually had a coach try to coach me on a way I should do it. I was like, What? You know, I'm not sitting there, man. It wasn't no. It shouldn't have been a penalty. And the NFL later came back and said it shouldn't have been a penalty. And the coach was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know." But I was just trying to help you out, though. Some things. The game is a physical game, 
And so um, I know we're trying to protect our quarterbacks. Um, I, I get it. And so it almost makes me feel like they went all the way to the left because of what happened to Tua um, in some ways. And like, well, we show you how soft this game really can be, right? And people are like, no, 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 no. Now we don't want that. And then they'll kind of come back to what it of how the game has been being called over the last, you know, month or so. But um, I know they're, they're taught to err on the side of caution, but nothing in those hits, at least when I saw it from my perspective, I know the rest are seeing it a lot faster, warranted any any type of flag on, you know, the hit against Brady or Derek Carr. Yeah, you know, Tony Dungy, of course, is not prone to hyperbole in any way, shape, or form. And he tweeted out, this is not football anymore based on these personal foul, these roughing the passer penalties that are happening right now. Does the league need to address this, though, at some point in time? Do they need to talk about this and fix it now? Well, they need to address it with the officials and uh, and remind them of, of what of what a you know roughing the passer looks like. Um, and so, again, sometimes, you know, Unbeknownst to us, that the, the league will say, "Hey, we need to we need to emphasize roughing the pass this week." And so, things that they typically wouldn't call, you know, they have a directive and say, and so they throw a couple. And so, obviously, moving forward, I think the league is going to say, "Well, well, we don't want this type of 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 PR as far as our game and what people are expecting. This is a little too far or too conservative." And so they'll, you know, let their officials know that, um, you know, uh, these two calls aren't roughing the passers, and so you have to see something a little bit more egregious or aggressive than, you know, rolling a guy um, when when you tackle him. So they'll figure it out. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I, th- I just think it was in response to some of the other health and safety things we've been talking to over the last uh, couple of weeks, especially when you think about what happened to Tua. Yeah, so so you do think, I mean, obviously they've heard the the, the you know the response from everybody, especially with the Monday night hit, because honestly with, with the, the Brady call on Sunday, when I saw it, I just assumed they were making that call because it's Brady, but then to see it again a little over 24 hours later in a, on a call that almost changed the Chiefs game, I mean, I would assume the league is like, hold on, we do have to kind of even this out or we're going to start to lose fans. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I don't think you're going to lose fans, but you obviously you're going to have a huge uproar about what's going on, and they don't want all the, the negative attention, even though, you know, they'll say all, all media is good media. But they just have to go back, like I said before, go back to the officials, um, reemphasize of what we actually want, right, how are we trying to protect these guys, um, and then move forward from there. Because you, to your point, you don't want to have a call that is going to – significantly impact the outcome of the game, especially when it's, it shouldn't be called in the first place. So I got to tell you, though, um, the flag aside, that was one of the greatest plays I think I've ever seen a guy make. Chris Jones and what he did. I, you got to be kidding me. The sack, the strip, and the fumble recovery – all as he was yeah. going to the ground. I, yeah, I got to tell you, the yeah, play yeah, I did something like that in high school, not in the league. But, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, Chris Jones is a, is a baller. You know, he's one of the best guys in the league. And I think, you know, you kind of forget about him with, you know, the Aaron Donalds of the world that are playing. But he's been, a, a, a you know, a steady force in his league for a long time now. And he's one of the top, you know, probably three or four D tackles in his league that we have. And so it didn't surprise me. It's a big man doing, you know, athletic moves and, and, and is just typically just, just dominating the game the way he does. 
Zoe, while we have you, and they're showing this, so they keep showing the clip of uh, Devontae Adams pushing the, uh, the, I guess, the camera guy when he's walking off the field. What, yeah. what did you make of that one? Oh, yeah, I mean, well, I've seen it from a couple of different angles. Um, I, you know, obviously, Devontae was upset. I, I don't, from from the one I saw, I don't think he saw the guy. It kind of surprised him, and he pushed him in the, in reaction mode. I don't think that guy was walking straight on him, and he and he saw him coming and, like, intentionally said, ooh, I'm going to push this dude over. I think it was more of a reaction and the guy coming from the side, running in front of him and being upset, eyes kind of down and just kind of pushing the dude real quick. Um, but they said, you know, obviously he came back out and apologized immediately after it happened um, and then obviously made the statement. So uh, I think it's just, a, you know, uh, an issue or a situation of being in the wrong place at the wrong time, running into a, a guy that's much bigger than you are. Have you ever lost it on the football field? Have you ever? <laughs> um, not not to that degree where I was either fighting somebody or hitting somebody that had nothing to do with the game. You know, I've lost it as far as my verbal trash talking and how far right. I would go to a specific guy. Right. But that's 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 about as far as I would cross the line as far as um, you know hitting somebody later, doing something dirty. I think just losing losing my mind as far as what I was willing to say to somebody. Uh, so the other thing, since we have you, Chiefs Bills this weekend. I mean, you talk can't about wait, can't wait. I Buffalo being favored going into Kansas City. That is, they should be. That's the sign they of respect. Be. Have you seen? Have you seen them play this year? I don't, why are people surprised? Have you seen them play? I, look, I think they're the best team in the did league. You just see what they did to, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't yes. care. They had a rookie quarterback starting. They have a good defense. A, a, a great tradition up there as far as being ready, prepared to play and beating a team 38-3. to um, You know, obviously they have Pat Mahomes and they have a great team as well, but the way Josh Allen is playing offensively right now and then this defense that can rush four, right, without having to blitz like we saw the Arizona Cardinals do earlier this season. Yeah. I think, um, you know, again, seeing Chandler Jones, what he was able to do last week and wreck the game a little bit in the first half, Buffalo Bills have, you know, at least two to three other guys that, that can be just as productive and have been this season. And uh, I expect them to be able to do the same thing and not have to, to blitz them, but be able to play through coverage and make them hold the ball. So great stuff as always, man. Thanks. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. So all right, guys, appreciate you. Okay, bro. Stuff.